Hello, my friends. Welcome to the How Are You Living podcast. I am your host, Nathan Chilton. I think we can all agree that life can be hard sometimes, and my hope with these podcasts is to help make it a little bit easier, providing you with information to inspire and empower you to live the life that you want. So the question that I'll ask you is, how are you living? Hi guys, welcome back. Hope everyone's good. Today we're going to be talking about mental health. But before I go any further, I want to reframe or return mental health. So I like to call it the health of one's mind. Because the term mental health, I feel it carries a lot of weight behind it. There's a lot of stigma with it. And you almost get your back up, well I know I used to, when you hear the word mental health. So it's a bit easier to digest when we say or come from the perspective of the health of one's mind. So for the duration of this, the health of one's mind will be mental health. And I find it strange that you can say physical health and there's no negative connotations with that. It doesn't carry any negative emotion. But mental health is completely different. So you can work on your physical health. And like I said, me just saying that word physical health doesn't really carry any negative emotion. If you're unhealthy physically, there are lots of things that you can do to make yourself healthy. So eat nutritious whole foods, make sure you're moving enough daily, staying hydrated and sleeping enough. And obviously at the moment I'm talking about physical and mental health like they're two separate entities when really we know that they're not. You need to have a healthy body to have a healthy mind. But for the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to concentrate more on the mental aspect of health, but just know that both are interlinked. So doing those things that I just mentioned act as a way of preventing ill health. And it's something that's accepted in society and it's something that we need to do. But we need to look through the same lens when it comes to the health of your mind. There are lots of things, exercises, daily habits that you can do to help prevent issues with the health of your mind. But I think we all know that the health of your mind isn't a black and white topic. There's going to be two ends of the spectrum, just as there is with physical health. You've got people that are optimal in their health, and then the other end of that spectrum is death. And with mental health, you're going to have days when you are are maybe classing yourself as having a bad day or poor mental health, but then you're going to have the flip side of that, where you're having days and your mental health is extremely good. But I think we need to realise that this is normal, especially when we're looking at the health of your mind. You're going to have these ups and downs, this ebb and flow, these cycles, because life is full of cycles. And life is always throwing things in your way to deal with. So it's important that you have that capacity. And having a healthy mind helps with that resilience and having that capacity to deal with what life throws at you. And what I'd like to say here is that having a healthy mind doesn't mean that bad things won't happen. Of course they will. So if you listen to the the previous podcast on resilience, a resilient person still feels upset, anger, fear, all those emotions, but it's how you deal with the situation being presented in that moment and how you respond, hopefully, rather than react. So I hope you're thinking or asking yourself, what is it that I can do to help cultivate a healthier mind? There are lots of things and it ties in again to that all-important topic of self-care. And part of self-care, whether it be journaling, meditating, mindfulness, talking to a therapist, 
is about self-awareness. And if you can learn to cultivate better self-awareness, I think that that's a pretty strong foundation to then move forward with improving the health of your mind. Because when you are self-aware, you are focusing your attention inwards. So that ties into the meditation, the mindfulness. And this helps cultivate your inner world. And when you're more in control or in tune with your inner world, you are then better able to cope with what's going on in the in the outer world. So you have that better connection to self, which is extremely important. But also when you're looking outwards, comparing yourself to others and wishing or wanting what other people have, we all know that this has a detrimental effect upon the health of your mind. Instagram, social media, Facebook, all those things have their place, but also at the same time, it's the devil's work because if you're looking for external material things to make you happy and you're seeing all these people having the bigger house, the the five cars, etc., that is going to make you coming from a place of wanting, making you feel that you're not enough. And when you've got that mindset, that thought process is negative. And that self-talk, I wish I had that. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. And that's one belief that many people have is you are not enough or that self-belief and self-confidence is lacking. So focusing your attention inwards and becoming more self-aware you can almost turn that ex- the volume of that external chatter down. Another huge benefit of becoming more self-aware is knowing that you are in control of your thoughts. And that's one thing I believe needs to be taught at school. I can't remember ever being taught that the thoughts in my mind are things that I can control. I don't know if that's changed Um I was at school many years ago. So if it has changed, I would love to hear from from any of you um, that have children at, say, primary school level or, or secondary school level that are being told and empowered that they do have control over their thoughts because knowing that can change the direction of someone's life. And when you get comfortable or, or realize that you do have control over your thoughts, you then can learn to catch what your prominent thought patterns are are they serving you? Are they positive? Are they negative? And those thought patterns are tied into self-talk. Again, how do you talk to yourself day to day? Is it positive? Is it negative? What story are you telling yourself over and over again to create this reality that you're living in? And if you want a different result or a different life, things are going to have to change. You can't do the same thing day in, day out and expect to have a different life. And it's the choices, the thoughts that you make that then cultivate this external environment. But you have to get comfortable with this internal environment and you have to understand and believe that the power within you to change your external environment is huge. The limitations are are the only ones that we put on ourselves really. And the limitation of understanding the power of your mind and your thoughts is probably one of the, the biggest limitations that myself has have to overcome. So I'm sure that I'm not the only one in this universe that is struggling with the same thing. And linking back to improving resilience, over time, positive self-talk will help you become a more resilient individual. And being more aware of yourself, so that increase in self-awareness, it can help you become more responsive to the environment that you're in. 
rather than reactive. So the choice is yours, how you respond to a situation. If you're more aware of yourself, you are probably going to be better equipped to respond and be your best version in that situation. And that links with learning to express your emotions. And we do need to express the emotions. It's important that we don't suppress them. And that helps us be more responsive rather than reactive. And learning to express your emotions, you can add things to your self-care routine like talking to, to loved ones, therapists, um, journaling is a really good way of doing that too. And I'll recap on those at the end. But back to not suppressing your emotions, their energy and motion. And we need to look at emotions as not being good or bad. We are labeling them. An emotion is an emotion, but we are labeling them whether they be good or bad. So removing that label, whether it be good or bad, and just see and feel them for what they are and try to get to the bottom of why you are feeling that, so pausing and being more responsive, you start to take control of those emotions rather than your emotions taking control of you. And this ties in with blaming others for how we feel or react to any given situation. Um, and we do this, all of us do this, because it's easier than taking responsibility for your actions. So it's easier to blame someone else from the way you react because it's less effort on your part and it feels a lot easier on us emotionally in the short term. But if we dive a bit deeper, which you will if you become more self-aware, these are normally defense mechanisms. It helps us preserve a sense of self-esteem and pride and avoiding any awareness of the issue that actually needs addressing. But to become emotionally intelligent, more self-aware, be a human being that is more responsive in life situations, you need to do the work, the uncomfortable work, and that's where being self-aware comes in. So it's kind of full circle. And the important thing to remember throughout this is you need to show yourself compassion and self-love. The reason why you are responding and reacting the way you are like I said, as a defense mechanism. It might be something that happened to you when you were a child that you have no subconscious awareness. So by doing the work, it brings these subconscious mental patterns to the surface so then you can improve and better yourself. But the great thing is, due to the neuroplastic properties of your brain and your nervous system, you are able to rewire these thought patterns that might not be serving you in the here and now. It will take time. You have to be consistent with it but you can change. And what you have to remember is, if you imagine the software, these subconscious patterns are within you, are then rippling through and creating your behaviors. So if you strip that back and install better patterns that are going to better serve you for the person you want to be, grow and evolve to be, you are then going to change your behaviors. So let's recap. If you aren't doing anything for the health of your mind, of course, you will at some point experience problems. And that's just part of life. So you need to be actively working on it, just like you would work on your physical health. There are lots of things that you can do to cultivate better health of your mind. So things like meditation, mindfulness, journaling, therapy sessions. And therapy sessions are important. It's something that I have been doing regularly for, say, 18 months to two years. And it offers a safe space where there's no judgment. And it helps with another perspective because sometimes when you're in a problem or trying to overcome an obstacle, 
you can have the blinkers on a bit like those things that horses wear to stop them being distracted that's what it's like when you're in the trenches on your own and having that space where you've got another perspective it's invaluable and again i feel the the term therapy has a stigma to it when it shouldn't really it's literally just a third party for you to bounce ideas back feel supported feel safe and as a result of that you you come up with solutions or ways of coping and that's just for everyday life i don't think there's one person one human being on this planet that hasn't suffered some kind of trauma throughout their life and if you don't get to the bottom of these traumas these will create subconscious patterns which will then ripple into your behaviors and how you turn up in this world so highly recommended if it's something you've been thinking about and you're on the fence just go for it so bottom line really is we need to approach mental health or the health of your mind and look at it as a preventative measure so you need to be cultivating this better health of your mind when you're in a good place so when the inevitable bad thing happens which it will whether it be a financial problem health problem unexpected bill job loss pandemic insert any negative or perceived negative event you will have more capacity to deal with whatever life's throwing at you in that moment so your cup will be less full so you've got more room to take things on board and i like to think of a bicep for example you're not going to expect to wake up and have a big bicep if you're not physically working your bicep likewise with the health of your mind you can't expect to have a good balanced mind that has the capacity and resilience to deal with what life's throwing at you if you are not actively improving the mind in times of ease so i'm just going to finish up on a few tips that that i'm doing at the minute to to help cultivate a healthier mind so in the morning first thing do not look at your phone i at the moment i'm not looking at my phone say for the first 2 to 3 hours and in that time what i'm doing is really focusing my attention inwards before i start to focus on the outside world so i start off by journaling after journaling i do some movement after movement is some breath work and then it's meditation so that's how i'm cultivating my internal environment before i then start to tackle what the world has in store for me that day i really hope you enjoyed the episode if you haven't already please subscribe leave a review and share to your friends and family to help them on their health journey your support is very much appreciated and i'm going to leave you with one question how are you living